Around Comics, Episode 22. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everyone. This is a shorter midweek version of our regular round comics show. Uh, going to introduce the rest of our panel here. It's a maxi-sized panel for a mini-sized show. Uh, we have our regular around comics contributor, Mr. Tom Caters. Hello, lightning, go! <laughs> We also have the artist of Scar Tissue and assorted other comics now. He is Dave Wachter. And we have the manager of Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, Mr. Mark Beatty. Hey, guys. I got, I got a quick question. So was, that your, was that your phone sex voice? Why, well, yes, it was. Three ninety nine a minute. All right. As you can already tell, these are the less formal, just kind of impromptu Woo! episodes that we come up with after our regular Friday night recording. Shirt on. Take it off! All right, settle down, settle down. If you are a first-time listener to the show, I would implore you to download Monday's episode. It will give you the full Around Comics experience. These shows are a much more lighthearted attempt for us to talk about the world of comics, and we just usually will come up with uh, kind of whatever comes off the top of our head. Today, we are going to talk about what makes a good villain. So uh, as long as there have been superheroes, there have been supervillains to combat them. Um, start out. Whoever wants to start, what? Oh. What? What's a key oh. part of a good villain? Tom. See, the, oh, Tom. See what I love about villains in comics is back in the golden age, villains were bank robbers because back then <laughs> banks used to get robbed. You know, like as opposed to now, you always get caught if you rob. What, a bank. Why did Dillinger say that uh, that he robbed banks whenever he was asked? Said, Mister Dillinger, why do you rob banks? Why do you why do you do this to me while we're recording? I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> just to show how What's knowledge the answer? Yeah. God damn it. So, so, what, 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 was, what, was, what was John Dillinger's answer can. to why he, why he robbed banks? Because the they're there. He says that's where they keep the that's money. Where they keep the money. Yeah. Yeah. See, but that, that's the cool I knew thing. That. I knew that. Damn they it. used to be bank robbers, and then once bank robbers... Villains always sort of appeal to, I think, what we think... A villain is? Yeah well, yeah, well, always. You know, it used to be bank robbers, and nowadays it's not. I don't think bank robbers are villains. Like It's bioterrorists. Or, yeah, yeah, or, you know, like some conflicted sort of dark person. Who's bank robbers and mad scientists. Yeah, exactly. Like Doctor yeah. Strange. Well, that's, what well, Lex, that's what Lex Luthor was. Okay, yeah. uh, Mark, first of all, who is your favorite villain, and what makes him a good villain? Uh, I actually like Doctor Doom, actually. I always have. Well, he, I mean, been my, yeah. my favorite just because he's he seems a great to be villain. the most well thought out villain there is. He's a great villain. Yeah, he's just a really good you know, villain. It's just because he's 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 a villain here. I'll tell you the secret to a great home. villain. I'll tell you the secret right now, and Doctor Doom fits it can perfectly. We, can we, after we say it, can you just stop this then? That'll yeah, be the end okay. of our episode. A great. This is, this is it, people. No, Hold a on. great villain is someone that believes in what they're doing is right. Magneto. Magneto. Doctor Doom. Yeah, I mean that's that's what Dr. Uh, that, Bong. they believe what they doing what they are doing. However, miss oh. calculated it may be, yeah. they think that they're doing the right thing for well, 
I also think it also works on a different level. Is I think when you write, it, you have to a writer has to write a villain to the scale at which they work. Like the scale at which Doctor Doom works isn't the same scale as to which Hammerhead. you know Hammerhead or Scorpion or <laughs> you know the Flash rogues or any of those characters aren't going to be the type of people that are out to conquer the world. Their goals are different, so you write them. Yeah, but even so, if you look at say Hammerhead. As opposed to a villain like Bullseye, Bullseye is is, you know, he'll be the first to tell you what he thinks. You know, what he is doing, he's doing because he likes it. Well, he yeah, likes it, but that player. that's the same sort of thing. It's 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 what yeah. he feels is the right I mean, thing to I, do. I guess I'm thinking of a difference between righteousness and like yeah, you and, know, and and like, no, no, I mean, uh, well, he just does it because he likes to kill people. Yeah, yeah, he he likes it, but he but he thinks it. it's his duty to kill people that are lesser beings than him or, you know, whatever. I mean, he, he doesn't kill people just because it's something to do. It, he kills them because he feels they deserve I, it. I thought it was like I crochet, bullseye kills people. It's kind of like how Well, it's not It's not that simple. I think that's what makes a good... I think that's what makes a good villain, though, is that in some way they believe in what they're doing. Well, you know, you know, you, we look at villains throughout, you know, and, and we're focusing... Largely on superhero comics here, on that genre, you know. But every great superhero has to have an arch nemesis. That that is that's it, it's so vitally important to that genre, and you can't almost think about Superman without thinking of Lex Luthor. And is it that arch nemesis? Is that a really important part of being a villain? Oh yeah. Well, I think I think. It it certainly, and that's sort of the other aspect of it is, is a hero is only as great as their greatest villain. So if if a hero doesn't have that arch nemesis, if they don't have that icon to sort of you know combat, then I mean it limits their ability to be heroes. Well, I mean you think about your great heroes and your great arch nemesis. You have your Spider Man and Green Goblin. You have your Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. You go to DC, you have your Lex Luthor and Superman. You have your Flash and, you know, Reverse Flash. Anybody with a boomerang. Yeah, anyone, with a, <laughs> anyone with a prop. Or a freeze gun. Or a freeze gun. <laughs> he, a, he mastered absolute zero, Dave. <laughs> I haven't seen you master anything yet. Who, who, I haven't seen you master things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Usually at home at about yeah, two o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Maybe just because I don't know, but who the hell is Wonder Woman's arch rival? Oh, no, uh, uh, the, the cat, Cheetah. Cheetah? Yeah, Cheetah. Yeah. What a weak ass arch rival she that doesn't is. Ma- she's pretty she's vicious. But... She's vicious, but she never matches. Well, like no, you never, never believe that Wonder Woman would ever have any problem beating her. You know, like any other. Well, but they've built in sort of. If she's wearing clothes or not, or she just has really furry breasts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've they've built into that character a little bit of not so much beating her, but almost trying to help her at this point. Yeah. And that's and I true. think that sort of is where they're going with that character. But once again, it's sort of an example of. You know, maybe. Wonder Woman's greatest nemesis isn't that great of a villain, so does maybe that that's make... why Wonder Woman never. Maybe that's why people don't gravitate towards yeah. Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, much, maybe they don't have. Maybe she doesn't have but that identity. Did, did they try and make Ares her arch nemesis for a while? You know, the whole God of War thing. I don't know. I've read a lot of one. I've read some Wonder Woman. And why does Wonder Woman's arch nemesis have to be a woman? Because Can't... otherwise, you're 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 dealing with the dichotomy of man against women you know and then it's it's 
it's a different sort of setup in that regard. You know what I mean? You, it has to be a woman only because she is female. And if it's a man, you're going to... It diminishes it almost in yeah. some ways There's because then you're saying that her, she's... She, there are no other women that that could compete yeah. with with Wonder Woman. It, it, okay. Another thing that really interests me about um, villains and comic books is that time frame where people of authority stop being automatically good guys in comics, and the first couple times you started to see authority figures that were bad guys in comics. But for a long time, like in the Golden Age and a lot of the Silver Age. You would never see anyone in a position of authority well, that I you could really. I thought Superman took out a lot of uh, corrupt politicians. Didn't he did go he? after corrupt Boy, he did. He just Superman. slammed you, Tom. Tom was yeah. wrong. Yeah. 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 Those <laughs> ones like gangsters and then oh, corrupt okay. politicians. Well, I mean, well, I, I guess like that to some degree. But you never had you never had any subtlety to that either. Like well, you never had anyone who wasn't obviously right. You didn't have someone that's like a political figure that is in isn't. You know, whose absolutely evil. Whose intentions who's in, right, aren't right. evil to like. Well, yeah, like well, they never had like anybody that was literally, literally physically as powerful as him either. Back yeah, then. I mean, like what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking of when I read like Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and you would see people who are industrialists, who weren't evil because they wanted to kill somebody or they wanted to hurt someone. They were evil because of what their they own did. ambitions. Yeah, their like own, their own yeah, ambitions, the, yeah, which is different motives. from sort of the Superman Golden Age. Politicians who are always trying to like. Well, I think it definitely somebody. goes back to what yeah. you're saying about you know, I think villains have sort of been elevated because our culture of you know we've sort of in the Silver Age or Golden Age, you know we were, we were living in a time where humanity was basically good or what we thought of as good. People were good, and then you know after World War II we saw that the greatest evil in the world was you know one human being and he you know they, that the we, maniacal that human, ego you know and bringing that about was absolutely something humanistic and we could absolutely do those horrible things so i think we've you know elevated and evolved those characters from from bank robbers and corrupt politicians to something even beyond what humans maybe are capable of and what superhuman you know i think maybe that's even why superhumans became in, into existence is because at some point we realize that human nature can be a horrible thing and we need to go beyond that for these characters to, to combat it. If that makes sense. How about sense. the hate monger? Red Skull? The New Deal, but I really don't think FDR was that bad. Right? <laughs> I remember that issue where uh, Superman... Some body slams FDR. Well, I mean, you, you look at the history of comics and, you know, war comics, Captain America comics, you know, superheroes fighting against the Nazis and Hitler, one of the most prolific times for comics mm -hmm. because they had a clear-cut villain that everyone could combat. It was the great good versus the great evil. Absolutely, and it was the last time that we've really seen that in reality. Well... I mean, I think you see more and more that villains are portrayed as not that villainous, and you see heroes portrayed as not that heroic. Yeah. Well, then more and more certain... as, and that's not a good or a bad thing. That's just a storytelling element are you that I the think. The line is blurring. 
Yes, the line is blurring. The, There's the, more subtlety. Well, to I mean, it we see it. You know, and I'm not going to go on a big civil war, you know, uh, platform here. But I mean, we, we're, we already did, <laughs> we already did that episode. No, but but for the first time in comics, we're seeing a huge event that doesn't have a villain. Well, I'm always more. I've found recently I'm most interested when the hero is his own worst villain. Like take um, uh, Daredevil. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's villains are cropping up all the time, but really, I mean, he's just screwing himself there, and the worst things that could ever happen to him are because of his actions and because yeah. of his personality and the things, his reactions. See, things. that's so a that really his, the, his own worst villain is himself. That's a really cool scale to work on because I think a lot of times that works better. I mean, for me, I, I like the Flash a lot, and I think a lot of the Flash robes work on that same level as they're not. Captain Cold or Captain Bruin is never going to destroy the world. They're just guys that are trying to steal money, you know? And so on a certain level, it works on that sort of small scale where the Flash, part of Flash's problems with them is always going to be with himself or how is he going to deal with... Because you can't justify, you know... Well, right. Real. I mean, if you you looked at it realistically, there's no... There's there's not really many villains in his rogues gallery that he couldn't take care of pretty quickly. Yeah, but it's but the you matter can't of justify killing right you know? quickly. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. it's, it's, it's how well and, and, you know. But does it also kind of reflect on our own you know values and how we look at good and evil anymore? You know, going back, hearkening back to what I was talking about. You know, with World War Two in America. You know, in the in world history, it really was the last time we had. A clear-cut good and evil sort well, of fight, you see, and now we're looking at, you know, do our comics reflecting that about ourselves? Is that are we our own worst enemies at this point? Because we're we what we allow to to have happen, what we allow people to get away with, what we allow the villains of the world to do. Because we're too busy dealing with our own, well, you know, deals we strike with. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, back to one of your original points is that you know what makes a great villain really a great villain, and that's whenever they really believe that what yeah. they're doing is right. And that's what we see in our world today is that you know, as Americans, if you're going to lump yourself into that, is that our quote unquote enemy in the world believes that the, what they're doing is right, and you know. Well, I think it's also interesting that you see characters like. The Punisher, who was a villain when he started, is now a hero. Right. You know, like that characters like that. I mean, that An anti hero has become almost more. People are more likeable. comfortable with that sort of character than they are with a. Well, I think that's a, that's a fantasy escapism of there's a character that does everything that that the dark side of you yeah. wants to do and be able to justify yeah. it because he's I think, I dealing think, out punishment. I, I think we've only become more and more comfortable as a culture labeling that as heroic in a way. I think far more than people were when he first came out. Well, you, you, think, you look yeah. at, at the the real heroes in life, yeah. which you know people would say you know, policemen are the real heroes in real life. And you know, Mark, what is the most popular comic book by Chicago policemen? I know. It's <laughs> Punisher. <laughs> Punisher. Well, I, would say, <laughs> I know a lot of guys that don't read Punisher too. Okay. See the see the weird oh, thing with that is um, if there was really someone like the pun you know if there was someone like the Punisher really running around, 
a vigilante. How, yeah, like how yeah. comfortable would you really be thinking? Well, know, it's, it's a matter of happy. it's a matter of dealing with what you feel deep down inside, and then dealing with what is, you know, socially acceptable. You know, I mean, I think on some level, everybody looks at vigilante justice in some ways as as something they'd like to see because the justice system in this country is so kind of screwed up. I mean, you see criminals getting away with stuff. I was, you know, I was watching uh, uh, that documentary about the Enron guys, Mm -hmm. you know, and they recently, you know, that was, um, those guys have been convicted, but, you know, they're going to appeal it and they have the money to, you know. Tie it up forever. But it's like, you know, how many people, how many people, if you went to the ex-Enron employees, how many of those guys would, would be, you know, more than happy to have someone walk up to those you know, extremely rich gentlemen blow their brains out. Morally and socially, it's not acceptable, but deep down inside somewhere... And you'd love to see a comic book to, about it. Well, yeah, <laughs> certainly. And that's sort of the whole point of it, is yeah. that it allows us to sort of view things that we, on some level, would love to have happen, but we know it's not right. Well, yeah. you know, here's a question. Talking about the the evolution of comics and the evolution of the of the the villain, the arch nemesis, are comics evolving to a point where you don't necessarily need a villain in them? Well, you I know, think it's just people who have a, a conflicting you know viewpoint. You know, and that could be the villain for that hero, but you take it from somebody else's stance, and well, that. The hero is the villain, so you know I feel like uh, a lot more. You see a lot more stories moving in that direction, and I'm happy to see that. I mean, it's it's a more serious and complicated look at at, at ideas there, and I'm, there's you know, still a place for you know the bad guy and the good guy. I I, like I, I still stories, I still want to see Lex Luthor coming up with his maniacal plan to yeah. To, I mean, there's a certain you, you need yeah. yeah yeah you need we that need have, but. Yeah. But before we didn't have we only yeah. had that and yeah. now we we also have other options that, that I'm and I think that the thing the best part of that too is that I think a great part is all the gray area in between the two of them mm-hmm. where people have like a big area to play with you don't have to be either Lex Luthor or, or a sympathetic villain you can be somewhere in between you can be different varying varying levels of ass you know you can be like <laughs> you know like you can be a really well, horrible bad guy or you can be I think it works. It, it, it works on different parts of our personalities. That in one way, it's satisfying to have that clear-cut hero and villain. And in some way, we all like to see that. You know, good triumph people. Because, you know, I think a lot of us want to believe that. Want to believe that 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 in some in some and way yeah. that good is going to triumph over evil. And you don't get to see that enough in real life. And comics have always been a certain escapism where you get to play out the fantasies that you always want. Uh, right. You know, in real life and wins. everything the is guy wins, and bad guy gray, loses. and there isn't yeah. a, a firm good guy and a firm bad guy, you know. The bad guy maybe has re, you know, in, in in real life in the real conflicts. So Well, it's you know, it's you a, want it's you a, want to get into your comic book and have something that Maybe can say that's right, right. Yeah, that but sells. at the same time, you don't want to buy that. You know, but you at, don't want, yeah, to see the game. But at the same, like Black Adam right now for DC Comics. Black Adam He's is the best maybe new villain. Yeah. He may be the best villain, if you want to call him, the most right, complex right character in yeah. comics. Well, him and Doctor Doom have a lot. Of well, and that's how you know it works on the that other level is that you know it's it's that postmodern look at 
comic books and something we've all grown up seeing it in this way. And when someone does a really good job of, of taking it apart and going, well, that's not how real life works, and let's inject a little bit of reality into it and give you a different perspective of these characters and make them more complex and more interesting, it, it, it works on well, a different level. I you think, know? I think bringing up the Black Adam and Doctor Doom thing, what makes those characters work so well is they're villains with honor. You know what I mean? Like, they're the yeah. type of villains that they're not going to lie to you. Like, if Doctor In Doom some makes ways, you a promise, Doctor Doom will, like, like, follow through with it. If Black Adam says he's going to do something, he'll do it. In some ways, they're both heroic and you respect them because you see... They, they, they tell you exactly gonna, what they they're going yeah. to do. do like, there's they like no... There's well, a certain level of deception. Right. Yeah. There's a certain level of deception, but on the other hand, you know exactly what Doctor Doom or Black Adam is trying to do. You well, know I think the, like, I think the worst, goals. you know, I mean, yeah. all of us being guys and growing up, the worst thing, you know, as a guy you can ever do is sort of like rat on your own friends or weasel out, you know what I mean, or like throw somebody under the bus. It's like if you're going to be a jerk, at least be stand up about it. If you're going to mm-hmm. be a bad guy, at least be stand up about it where that you're you have it with convictions. And that goes back to my point about believing in what you're doing. If well, you're going to be a bad then believe in it and follow through on that. That's you know I, I think that Magneto should have died ten years ago and never ever had yeah. another story written about him. Should have stayed a good guy. When when, when <laughs> they when when Marvel changed him to being the head of of Xavier's Institute, it was a brilliant flip on yeah. the classic. And when they flipped it back, it. Diminish the. It, it should. It should have stopped there. You yeah. saw. You saw the redemption. I can never figure out why either. Yeah, it's well, just yeah. like he just did. Well, yeah. it's like, it was like killing Superman. We did it because. Because we you know what I really loved is I used to, to read. Oh. I used to read New Mutants and I loved the issues because yeah. you could see that Magneto didn't know how to handle kids. Yeah, he wasn't. He and it was good, good to kids. see that yeah. the writers knew that too. You know that Magneto doesn't know how to handle teaching kids. And <laughs> he knows how to deal with something. for a long time. It wasn't brought up again until Grant Morrison wrote that series where, uh, in his new X-Men, where Magneto doesn't know how to tell people really what He doesn't to do. know how to explain or teach or... Yeah, he knows how to scare. It's, it's, it's very, it. very single-minded. Well, I think, I think in, in going back to, you know, what we sort of respect about those characters, it's like that Gordian Knot thing. It's like someone that's just willing to believe in what they believe in so much that they will cut through anything... To get to what they believe in, you know, regardless of anyone's feelings or who they hurt or who, to some, you know, while it may be completely evil and and monstrous, there's something about it. I think, and I don't know, you know, it's hard. The to ways say, justify the means. To some way, in some ways, that's respectable because at least you have conviction. Can't wait until the next podcast. Be sure to check out aroundcomics.com for breaking news, reviews, and opinions. In the comic book universe, they, they have a certain sort of convention going where you you aren't supposed to know exactly how villainous ever you know like the characters in the books aren't supposed to be like so 100% certain all the time who's a villain, but you as a reader know who the villain is. You always know who is secretly you know at some point you will find out who the you know secret manipulator is. So to see a character who will just be like, oh, you're the manipulator, I'm now going to kill you, is like, 
rewarding on some level because it justifies your sort of reading. One of my and and I love the manipulator type villains. It's not the you know the Mongol you know or the um, who's the the uh, the guy that killed Superman. Uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. I could give a crap about those types of villains. One of my favorite villains. If you talk about a plot hammer. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, If you read. Sleeper by Ed Brubaker, Tao. Oh yeah. That well, both those characters. I mean, both Tao and uh, his counterpart, um, Lynch. Lynch. I mean, God, they were the, they, I mean, were, they were the same. There were person. nobody good in that. Yeah, they they were the same person on both sides of the line. But that's that's always been the draw for Lex Luthor is that he wasn't brawny, he was brainy. Uh, I think that Magneto is a better villain whenever he's plotting. I think Doom is a better villain when he's plotting and it's the it's the it's the psychological the intelligent the plotting villains that are always the ones that really scare me it, those are the ones where you're like oh man that well, dude is badass just you know more interesting because you know it's like at some point you know if someone's just brute force and power well Na- you just get Namor. more well Namor to so, me is an interesting character he's interesting but they just the, the, he's the right, black, they, he's they, the they black turn him back from his you, never, they, but you never know why one day he's protecting New York, the next day he's attacking New York. Yeah. It, well, that, yeah, I mean, originally that character was much more interesting just because he was clearly defined as what he was doing and why he was doing it. He was but definitely a dick. Yeah, but... He was the Black Adam yeah, of, was, of uh, Yeah, he really yeah. was. Yeah. But, you know, I think, it, it, going back to what you were saying, is it's, it's, it's a matter of... Um, Oh geez, no! I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Never mind. Thank you for Go listening back. to it's Ron. It's Con. not. It's not a long train. Sal, yeah. Sal, 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 have you been drinking? No, uh, God. No. Um, but no, the, the the psychological edge. You know, it's like. You yeah, know, I'm sorry. That was it. That was the, the the the. It's more interesting because at some point when it comes down to brute force, you can always get more power to defeat that character. Where, when it comes down to you know, manipulating people and plotting and planning. You have to be as intelligent or more to try and defeat that. So it's it's once you know it goes back to how how terrible your villain is that that means how heroic you are. So why is the Joker the perfect villain for Batman? Batman is it is it the zoot suit? <laughs> yes. I love the zoot suit. Because um, he'll never stop the Joker. Is it short the of killing him? He'll thing. never stop. Doing what he does because he's this weak little weaselly yeah. inferior character that somehow is able to you know use Batman's own morals against him to you know and has been doing it for what huh? like sixty I was, years. You know what the thing is, and I still like the Joker a lot. I love the Joker. Can't character. get enough of him. It was the, especially in Infinite Crisis Seven. It was the best. <laughs> it was the best part of Infinite Crisis Seven. It was, the be- it was the best. You didn't let Joker, Joker scene play. In years. Yeah. So you know, you once, once, I think, it. but for Batman, I think Ra's al Ghul is a great villain oh. for him because he, you know, he walks that line. You know, he what believes I mean? in he what believes he's in what he's doing. And he's got a hot dog. And sometimes, you know, the, the, that's the other thing. You know, with the Joker, the Joker is a great character, but no one is tricked into ever thinking that. Some of the he's times he's head. okay. Yeah. You know, where Ra's al Ghul, sometimes, I mean, you He can you make know, a hell of a case. He can convince case. you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That And that, to me, is really interesting. It's like, well, you know, he, he can he can maybe turn you on his... And same with Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Black Adam, you know, it's like you look at Black Adam and you can't just sit there and go, well, he's completely wrong. Because there are things that he's... 
experienced in his own yeah, life yeah. that would and, teach him otherwise. And, from what, you know. and he makes a good case for what he's doing, and that to me is is more interesting than just some you know powerhouse that comes out and starts throwing fists. Much more interesting. Much more interesting for me. Um, you look at at the great rogues villains, the rogues galleries of of all of comics, and you know. In my opinion, Batman has the best rogues gallery. And I know that Tom is a huge Flash fan. And it's the worst rogues gallery. But John's made them good. Wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's actually Captain America that has the worst. And I, I, I am yeah, a yeah, but he has one of the best I am single a Cap fan, and he has the worst rogues gallery. The porcupine. It, Come on, oh, people. Yeah, yeah but Red bad. Skull makes up for all of it. What do you, what do you think Brubaker's going to do with Red Skull? I think it's going to be flipping awesome. I'm more interested in what he's going to do with his granddaughter. I think that's, you know, going to be... Oh, uh, uh, Sin? Sin, yeah, that's... that's Have you got, are, you, are you guys caught up with Captain America? Yeah, the no, whole I Sin? don't know. I was so happy to say Union Jack, too, by the way. I was oh, yeah, that was your, your I love that issue. Sin and Crossbones are probably two of the most twisted villains I've they're ever Sid seen. They're Sid and Nancy. They're, uh, yeah. you know... They're, they, they, they're the uh, rock stars of villains. Yeah. Um... Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man has a great rogues gallery. Yeah. And but they, you know, and the thing I love about Spidey's guy, you know, villains is that a lot of times they work more on the psychological level yeah. of attacking him. And well, the, the Green Goblin is always yeah, something. Yeah. You know, and and to me, that's you know, these that's villains, all what these villains he's, one of, he's one of the few ones that actually has a rogues gallery that's actually a, actually a bit more powerful than he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. always, like, always. Like a lot of well, a lot yeah. of them don't. They, right. I mean, they have those guys that are on par, but. Never. Not really more powerful, and he yeah, seems to have like almost all of them. Almost are, every damn yeah. one of them. Can hey, hey, out of him. Doc Ock is a bad mofo. Electro, I hate the character Venom, but I mean, he really could kill Spidey at any moment. What was the What was the the run with Craven? It was the whole death of Craven. Oh, oh it was the yeah, it was he was dying. Last hunt. Yeah, last, last, last hunt. hunt. That yeah, was just, one of the best hero yeah, really anti-hero. I mean that. That was that's traded up, isn't it? I yeah, God, I hope so. That, that's that was, a really good. It was one of the first times I remember <coughs> not siding with a villain, but being sympathetic. How about, how, about, yeah. how about more recent stuff like Omac? What do you think of that as a villain for Batman? That he created his own villain to some degree. Don't know yet. I mean, it was kind of it was okay, but <coughs> it's supposed to be the, the actual comic coming out soon. Yeah, I think so we'll, I think a lot of that is flushed out more. I think that's sort of almost the ultimate end of how villains are going is that Batman's own psychological problems created a you know a multi-million <laughs> army of machines that were set to like well, the, it, yeah I mean that's his, his own his own issues dealing with his own issues manifested themselves by his own hands you know which is to me is interesting I think you know Rucka did a great job with that and using that to create a villain that um Using innocent people. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I mean that's it's, it's you know, DC's the version, version of Ultron, really. Yeah, yeah, it's which I love. Uh, he keeps it, adapting. He'll keep yeah. coming back. Ha- have you yeah. seen Have you seen Ultron in the uh, in the Ultimates? No. Um, no. Yeah, Ultron's actually yeah. made oh, some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Hank's been working yeah, on these. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right, because he, he's calling him father. <laughs> it's it's Ultron and Vision, and uh, I remember that there's this one seed where where the two robots are are walking away, and Quicksilver looks at the you know, Ultimate Quicksilver looks at Ultimate Scarlet Witch, and he goes, I I think that robot was looking at your ass. <laughs> 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 it was Vision. So. <laughs> But you know, villains are uh, 
you know, you have a lot of sort of throwaway villains that, I mean, uh, surface I mean, society. Like, oh, you know, who I was thinking <laughs> about? Like the DC uh, saber tooth. Yeah, DC. Well, no, you know what I was thinking about? <laughs> Stilt Man. You know, yeah. Daredevil. Yeah, he's just so fun, though. Well, that's you know that's sort of what it came to. By everybody. Didn't he just yeah, show he up in like Miss Marvel? Actually, like, he was in Miss Marvel. Or was it Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. Yeah, he, he was in. in he might have been in Dollars of the Dragon. Oh, okay. So, so we, so we talked about what makes a great villain, which you know I think is, is psychological. It's plotting. It's the mirror image of, <coughs> of Ooh. Purple Man. You know, he was a uh, he was a ridiculous a really villain. villain. I like him. He was a horror. You know, he was a bad villain until Bendis used him yeah. and turned him into a you know a, a well, remarkable. Guy, if, if somebody just, had that power, what they really would. Right, be. right. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was. I read an article once by Mark Wade, where he was writing about when he wrote Underworld Unleashed. Oh, that's great. About um, <laughs> villains, and he was writing about what the mistakes that he made was the thought that you have to fix villains, the thought that there's something wrong with villains and that you have there's something fundamentally wrong with old villains that you have to change them you have to make you, you have know, to update them. you have to make mr freeze into a giant pillar of ice or something like that and that isn't really what's wrong there's nothing wrong with the characters you have to just write that story for that villain no one's if no one's done that yet then you look at it and go oh we have to make so-and-so into an actual living being of mm-hmm. fire. But that doesn't make them better. doesn't make an easier story to write to change, you know. Well, what do you think about what they do with Dr. Light? Is, is that kind of yeah. what you're what you're getting to? Yeah, I mean, I think oh, that's the example of I mean, you don't need example. to change Doc. You just need to find a way to tell a Dr. Light story. Who is Dr. Light, not yeah. as opposed to... Yeah. And I think that's what that's been done really well of late. More so is that we've yeah. found out more about these villains and who these people, you know, yeah, you, you why they do what they do. It's not just like I'm gonna just, you know, I'm taking over the world. The I, you know what I mean? It's not, I'm robbing a bank. Make, right. It's, <laughs> the way to make these villains interesting isn't to make them more powerful. It's not to make. Di- but they you know, did with him. Well, well, they did, but they didn't change Doctor Light into some being of light. They just told a story about Doctor Light that was interesting. They didn't have to go and change what he was. You just had to tell you what he was. You used what you, what you yeah. had, and you you told a better that story. Was I still don't know exactly how his powers work or why he's so damn powerful now. I have the slightest he's idea. Dr. It doesn't even... Where were you doing the, <laughs> were you doing the fanboy isn't discussion he, Isn't he had? basically, uh, like, Ms., you know, Ms., was it Captain Marvel, that crap-ass villain? I mean, a hero from the Avengers. Oh, Photon. Photon. That turned, that's in Next Wave Where now. were you during the fanboy discussion in the last podcast? Uh, I, I wasn't here. <laughs> he was selling comics. I was, I was, selling work, comics. I was working. Shilling well, comics. I, okay, <laughs> we talked about what makes a good villain. What makes a bad villain? Ooh, me, me. Okay, Mark, okay. what makes a bad villain? Anybody that uses boomerangs, freeze guns, paste guns, <laughs> oh, and more rocket skateboards. Hey, rocket oh, skateboards see, can be vicious. Right there, I'm not even even just, I just, like, the boomerang thing, just because. I don't I'm, think there's I'm such a thing. the guy it's, who runs you know what faster makes, than a light, for God's sake, he's throwing boomerangs. You, you know what but makes the, a bad villain is a bad writer. Yeah. You, I think you can no take can any... No one can make a rocket racer I think you could. Villain. Absolutely you could. No, Absolutely you could It's a guy on a rocket power So what? It doesn't, but it's not about... That's the whole point. It's, it's not about, about his, his powers. And, it's and, a, right. It's about what he why Spider-Man. he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> hey, here, but, here here is the corniest villain ever that I just totally loved. Arcade. 
Oh, I love yeah, Arcade. He's Arcade's cool. He's, yeah, fun, Arcade's cool. Arcade. He's doing he's his thing. He's just a guy with a pinball machine. He just does a mental fucking. That's the best uh, part. Yeah, I mean, Those Arcade was my good. favorite. Yeah, of the Claremont, yeah. Cockrum. There's a certain he's thing a to be said for yeah. villains that just sort of lucked into what they have. Say that again. I'm sorry. There's certain things that villains have just sort of figured out how they do it on their own. I mean, like, it seems like in all these universes, people just get handed powers all the time. So someone that, you know invents a rocket sled or invents you know like <laughs> murder there's something world to, yeah, yeah there's something to that that's more interesting than someone who's like you just got out of this. nowhere well that's yeah, the whole thing it's like why villain, are you, you are a villain a what are you now, yeah you're you just know, like, and that's i mean that's it was just like okay we got to write a new issue this month what are we going to do and stanley would you know go well let's just you know throw in some guy with you know four arms and Claws he's a and whatever. Right, yeah, know, he's a guy like, in a porcupine. And it was very, you know, it was very sort of surface level. What animal have we made a guy after? Yeah, you know, the armadillo. But, but I think comic the fans bat are a little more, man. you know. The <laughs> I've got it. The man bat. Ooh. Um, Who was inter- actually an interesting character when in, in in the in the right hands? He's been, uh, you know. He's like the lizard from Spider-Man. Yeah. Very similar. Who could be, you know, it, it's all a matter of what you plan on doing. Because it's not about the costumes. And, and I think this goes for good guys or bad guys. It's not about the costumes. It's not about the powers. It's not about the, you know, it's it's about who they are and why they do what they do, right. one way it's or the their, other. It's their drive. Yeah. It's not to do with the powers. But Rocket Racer still sucks. But he could be cool, I think. Somebody could turn him Rocket into Rocket Racer cool. will never... In one way or another. I like the ultimate Rocket Racer. I know it's going to happen because Ultimate Clone well, Wars is coming. Maybe you couldn't make him cool, but you could make him interesting and at least... You Rocket couldn't... Racer's on one panel. Well, hey, think of it this way. Look at um, uh, Speedball. I mean, oh, one God. of the what dumbest characters. No, and, and he's dead. But he, yeah, uh, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think so. But Speedball, you know, a completely dumb character... From in the beginning, but in the right hands, he was turned into something very positive, you know, po- not positive, but something very interesting at least. Because he, it wasn't about his powers, it was about his motivation. Well, now we're talking about is Speedball dead yeah, in a sidebar? Like we've got like this sidebar, yeah. Yeah. sidebar discussion going. Maybe secret we should sidebar. just stop talking. Tom's in like, space. no, no, in he's, the newest, dead. he's dead. In, in the newest issue, she spoiler, hey, spoiler, hey, spoiler, hey, spoiler, hey, spoiler. Hey, spoiler. Hey, spoiler. Hey, Anyway, in the newest issue of She-Hulk, I can't it shows talk that about that. Yeah, but, but that's Dan Slott. He he will write anything. He wrote. It was a pretty know, serious book, though. Actually, this was a crossover, Civil War crossover, and actually, somebody was, will bring just, him back. It was actually pretty good. I just God, did anybody drink. read? Did anybody read <laughs> X Factor uh, this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did. I, did. Uh, I, I love that book. But the, the whole thing with with uh, with. Um, Banshee, uh, Banshee, and and she, you know, oh, he's not dead. And the pipe yeah, thing. Come on, I loved Banshee's oh, video though. Oh, that was oh, great. that was so good. It was oh, just all right, all right, all right. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, who to your opinion? Did you, did, you, did you not read X Factor? You don't. No, like no. Okay, we're off topic. Yeah, we're this. We're wrapping it up. Okay. Get out of here. Everyone that listened, I'm thank the villains and liking the villains in X Factor. Oh yeah, that agency. Absolutely, yeah. we're done singular, talking. Singular. But it's <laughs> time villains. to go. They have done. Like reasons. We have reasons. We're done. Okay, you be quiet. You be quiet. You be quiet. <laughs> Tell me what right. to say. Quiet for me. Hush. Two. Yes, you need three. All right, <laughs> everyone. Thank you for listening. 
please tune in again on Monday for another episode of Around Comics. We appreciate it. That one will be a little bit uh, less rambunctious. I believe that we are going to have Rick Remender on. So, actually, it may be more rambunctious than this one, but we'll see. Uh, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. We will be back again on Monday with a full-length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. <laughs> If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week. With a panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics.